0: Lift heavy, sleep, and repeat. We call that our life cycle. Made a shirt about it, and it rings true with who we are as a podcast and a group. We are fortunate enough to have partnered with a company who can help us achieve one of those three key elements, some sleep. They have a keto-friendly version of their delicious sleep aid drink, and we're loving it. It's a lightly flavored eight-ounce anti-energy drink. You drink it roughly 30 minutes before you're ready to go to sleep, and you'll feel it help you into a deep, restful, all-night sleep. It provides some helpful elements to do so, including magnesium, GABA, and melatonin. When combined, you have a powerful tool for getting the impactful sleep that you and I so frequently don't get in our technology-driven, fast-paced lives. You can find it at some retail stores, but you can also purchase it online and get it shipped to your door. When you do, use discount code TKMC10, and you'll not only be getting 10% off, but you'll be helping support The Keto Man's Club. You can find the link to their website by going to theketomansclub.com. We're thankful to Sam for partnering with us, and we hope you'll benefit from the use of their product the way we have so far. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of the Keto Man's Club podcast. My name is Chris. I'm one of your hosts and this week I'm joined by Jim and Alberto as always. How's it going, Jim?
1: Uh, Life is good, sir. Uh, Survived the blizzard, NATO, GEDDON as we call it up here in Indiana. Um, It's uh, been a little bit rocky, but nothing like what you and Alberto have experienced in uh, the great state of Texas. And um, now we are in that uh, small little season known as pothole season in Indiana because all the snow and ice have gotten into the pavement and are causing cracks and causing holes and causing uh drivers to dodge and bob and weave and all kinds of fun stuff so it's a good time, buddy. How about yourself?
0: Doing pretty, pretty good. Our experience um, down here has been uh, a, a wild ride for sure, being that, you know, I moved to Texas for a reason. I wanted to get away from cold weather and not only do it does it get cold, but we get like eight inches of snow overnight and we have no infrastructure to support it. And then all the other issues that we won't even start to get into other than to say that Berto <laughs> over here has. Uh, had to deal with the brunt of of it. I lucked out and somehow did not have to go without on anything. Uh, we just hunkered down, uh, probably similar to what you did, mostly up there in Indiana. Um, we just hunkered down and and made it through the the week, uh, staying home uh, mainly, which was fine. But uh, Berto, he had a bit of an adventure this week.
2: Yeah, I, I am no pioneer, and I am not meant for the pioneer days. That is for sure. <laughs> <laughs> Especially yeah. now with three young kids and a wife, yeah, everything else. 10, 7, and two, and a pup, and then Monday morning we lost power. That didn't come back on till I think Wednesday morning. Then we lost water, and that didn't come back on till I think Thursday afternoon. And you know, temperatures dropping to what it was, and the house got down to forty six degrees. Woo! Yep. and I mean there was there was no end in sight. You know, we didn't. There's no power. I mean, and and. The mixed blessing was the city actually cut the water off so that at least eliminated any chance of us, you know, having frozen pipes because there was no water in the pipes. (laughs) So, so like, as I was telling you guys a second ago, it's like a real spit to the face. It was uh, 70 degrees and sunny today. <laughs> yeah. yeah Roads oh my- are dry. Yard is dry.
0: <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, my, my yard is not dry, but it's not snowy either. All the snow is gone at this point. And I, I wore shorts and a t-shirt to uh, to Kung Fu earlier. So, <laughs> I, uh, uh, yeah, it, it's uh, crazy uh, bipolar weather by all means uh, down here. Well, uh, let's go ahead and get into some... Uh, Podcast business real quickly, um, as a reminder to our listeners, uh, normally when we can, when we're not having technical issues like today, we are creating video versions of our podcast episodes. You will want to make sure to go to our webpage, theketomansclub.com. Click on the link for our YouTube page because we don't have one of those fancy URLs yet. Uh, we need 100 subscribers to get there, so go subscribe and uh, check out the YouTube page. It's kind of nice to be able to literally put a face to a name uh, beyond just what you see on the Facebook page and be able to, to see a person sharing their story. And we've had a couple really great ones uh, get to go up there. Uh, it's really – it was uh, – very humorous, getting to hear us complaining about the wet 60s and 70s uh that we were experiencing here in Texas it went in early to mid-January when we were... Recording the the episode that went out this week <laughs> and seeing Snowmageddon that we were dealing with, it was uh, it was very interesting to to see that indeed. But uh, that was one of the the video episodes, and it was a uh, it was a really great one to uh, get to uh, share out there. So check out the YouTube page along with all of the other links at theketoMansClub.com. You can also uh, reach out to us, connect with us, uh, quite a few different ways. Uh, email at uh, keto man's club podcast at gmail.com you can call or leave it uh call and leave a voicemail or text 512-518-6161 and we'd love to hear from you any feedback uh good or bad any uh comments any ideas we we love to hear that uh for sure uh the other uh thing to uh be aware of on all of that i was thinking of it a second ago Got you ahead of yourself, did you? Mm. Oh, the other thing to check out on the website is the link to our store. So we've we've done a few releases that were like scheduled releases and and we we ran them for a period of time and that allowed us to kind of get started with the merch thing and that's been extremely uh, beneficial. We've actually kind of worked out some of the logistics at this point and we are opening the store up to be available all the time with at least something, maybe not necessarily the full stock of inventory, but we're, we're going to, to have a little bit of everything or a little bit of items available there on the store. The link to that uh, again is on our website, the keto There's a link right at there up there at the top. And we would love it. If you would check it out, just be aware. These are kind of made to order. And sometimes we'll have to order the shirt or the, uh, the design. Uh, to be able to uh, to get it, so the turnaround time may be upwards of two weeks, but we're gonna get that turned around for you just as quickly as we can whenever it comes in, and uh, and all of that. So there, uh, we're gonna let the orders queue up over the next week or two from right now, being uh, February twenty first. But by the time this airs, we'll be ready to rock and roll, roll and 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 all of that uh, for. Uh, day-to-day operations and uh the good news is is with our new process we can do more um more intricate designs and so one of the designs that we had issues with before was the stakes over shakes our printer had uh, a lot of issues getting that right and uh we are using a different method a different a different process and it's going to be perfect every time and so we're uh that's going to bring that design and others back. Um, so we're, we're going to be able to really do some cool designs uh, going forward uh, for new merch ideas as well um, because of that. So really cool stuff on that front. Any other business to attend to before we uh, dive into shout outs? I'm good. Cool. Thank you. you. Covered a lot. Okay, cool. Well then let's go ahead and dig into
2: shout outs. Berto, let's start with you. Well, in keeping tradition of the week, I'm going to keep it real simple. A shout out to everyone in Texas and other states that had to deal with this uh, disgusting weather this week and, and made it out the other side. And a second shout out to people like Chris who offered their house to people like me who had nothing <laughs> when yeah. it came to power and heat.
0: <laughs> yep. Yeah, it, it's uh, it, it really it takes a community and and. As much as, you know, we offered, we put the, the, the feelers out there and nobody responded. So I guess they didn't need it that bad, but <laughs> it was one of those things where it, 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 it was only right. It was, you know, I, I can't be sitting over here in my, my cozy, warm house feeling good about myself without at least offering to, to let my brother over there, you know, join me. Um, so I would have, we would have made space for for your family. Um, but you, you guys cuddled up and, and
2: had a, had a, had a camp out in, in your bedroom. In the the master bedroom with a space heater and blankets over the windows. But hey, but you know what? It kept the room at 67 degrees, running an extension cord, let me think, 250 feet across the street to my neighbor's generator. Oh my gosh. (laughs) Yeah. One extension cord. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) Wow. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Well, uh, neighbors got to help neighbors for sure uh, using whatever resources we've got. Uh, Okay, Jim, let's go with you.
1: Uh, My shout out is to Kevin Schaefer, and it's not for the normal weight loss or before and after pictures or anything like that, but it's always interesting when somebody finds a way to find their own little bit of motivation throughout the day. And Kevin posted in our uh, Keto 101 Man's Club um, wanting to find um, our logo to put as a background on his phone. So we came up with four or five different designs, some different ones. One has bacon on it, uh, of our guys in, uh, TKMC shirts. We've got a, a gray, simple one that has the eat meat, lift heavy, sleep, repeat, um, image on there. And then, um, the one that seems to have gotten the most likes is the, the green background with the, uh, Alberto on it saying, do it. <laughs> and so um, kudos to Kevin and the crew that have already uh, gotten some of these uh, phone wallpapers. Because, again, if you're looking at your phone thinking, OK, I've got a half hour before I go to lunch. Well, if you got the TM- TKMC crew staring at you, that's mm-hmm. a pretty powerful thing. So yeah. I like the idea. Way to go, Kevin. Yeah, absolutely.
0: Um, cre- creative feedback like that, um, both in the groups for the podcast, everything. That's, that's really uh, very, very cool for sure. Uh, very helpful. Um, mm-hmm. I am shouting out one of our big losers. Uh, in this case, only <laughs> he's winning, uh, for sure. He is killing it. Uh, and, and I, you know, I picked this post for two reasons. One, he's killing it physically and, and taking back his health and uh, losing over 270 pounds. Uh, along the way loose skin um he he asked a question about the loose skin because that's that's a very definitely a big issue for him uh but he he starts his post with god i love this group it's almost nothing but positivity and memes keep up the awesome work guys and he's just recognizing the uh incredible positivity that uh that makes up this amazing group. Uh, and there was a lot of engagement on the, uh, in the conversation there and, uh, really, and truthfully, there's just a, uh, oh, he got some good feedback and tips on the, the loose skin thing. So it was a great conversation for that as well. Uh, so substantive, encouraging, and, um, I hate using motivational or inspirational anymore after listening to some of the, uh, the contents oh yeah it would help if i said who it was <laughs>
1: <laughs> my subtle behind the scenes typing <laughs> yeah
0: that, that one that that one i'll probably leave in uh yeah, so we're talking uh, about larry carl owen and his post from february 16th uh so sorry about that larry uh but yeah we he uh, Just a really, really incredibly supportive, encouraging post with some with an informational twist to it. And uh, seeing the community come together and uh, support each other is awesome. Okay, I think that covers all of the business Uh, other than uh, make sure to go on to your podcast platform, go on to our YouTube page, subscribe, but also leave a like on a video, uh, share uh, the video or the podcast episode with uh, with somebody that you think will help uh, would help them. Uh, anything like that uh, helps to get the word out and get us uh, get get the good word of keto out in front of others um, in in any way that we can. We've got some amazing stories and we have one of those today with uh, Mr. Jason Boulay. It, did, I'm, a, I'm guessing that's the right pronunciation. Am I getting it right? You got it. Okay, Thanks. cool. Uh well, welcome to the show. Um thank you for joining us. You um you've posted a couple things now, but you a couple a couple weeks ago, you posted a couple pictures and we were like, "Dang, we've got to have him on." And so, we did just that. Uh we we got uh, we we hit you up and and uh and, and all of that. Let's start with some basics. Share a little bit about who you are, where you are, kind of where you came from growing up and all that type of stuff. And then we'll dive into the health stuff as, as that naturally progresses.
3: Yeah. Thanks, Chris. Uh, yeah. So my name's Jason. I'm from outside Boston, Massachusetts, about a half hour outside, lived here most of my life, took a little bit of a trip and moved down to Florida for about four years and decided to come back. And now I deal with the snow. So that's a lot of fun. Um, uh, I am married. My wife, Melinda, is the best thing that's ever happened to me. She's awesome, and she's been a rock with me throughout this kind of journey. And I lost a, a ton of weight, and I'm excited to share that and help uh, other people understand that. I started, I've been heavy my whole life, so uh, it's kind of new for me kind of being in this this new world. So, uh Yeah.
2: It's a good start. <laughs> <laughs> I like I like how you mentioned uh, this is new for me being in this new world. And you know, Gourmet goes into a bunch of great detail about how things change. Um, I don't know if you listened to Gourmet's podcast or heard any of his story, but uh, what, uh, name some examples of uh, this this new world you speak of.
3: Yeah, so I, I do know Gourmet. I know him pretty young. I followed him for a while. time. how I found your guys' podcast from his The Fact I Form. So for me, I got up to what I think is about 475 pounds um, when I started this this weight loss journey. And I, would, I tell my wife about this a lot and the things that go on and where it became such a big part of my life was everyday facets of my life were just dictated by my weight, whether it be being concerned about where I was going to sit, if we were going to go out to eat, if there was going to be boost concerns, what kind of car I would buy. Uh, really everything kind of, went into that and i I know it's it's kind of weird for some people to hear that it really just becomes a day-to-day chore for you to kind of think about i hear was it josh was on uh this past one that i heard and he talked about his experience at the universal studios i think it was where he couldn't fasten into the roller coaster and hear a lot of people talk about that for me it became such a a thought process that got into my head and how much I waited, I wouldn't have even put myself into the position to get on to uh, a ride, to even consider that it was, would I be willing to put myself into the opportunity to be having to be pulled to get off of that? No, I just accepted that it wasn't going to be there. And it really got to the point where I was just waiting for the end to kind of come. I wasn't, I was never excited or like wanting to die, but I thought that I was probably going to die young and, that's kind of where my story started. So, uh, when I was 10, my dad died. He was 37 at the time and uh, had a heart attack, died. It was really surprising. I never really would have considered my dad a big guy, but it definitely had a huge impact on my life and really kind of set the ball rolling and had changed um, confidence in me as a kid. So, it really was such an impact. And then through those years where I lost all my confidence and not having that male role model, uh, I got really bullied throughout the youth and I started just really putting on more and more weight as I was growing. And I thought about it and I'd kind of gone into some therapy kind of figured out why it was that I was putting on that weight there. And you hear a lot of people say they eat their emotions, but I kind of, Hate to cover my emotions. For me, it was if I put on this weight and people were picking on me for that, I wasn't getting picked on for being who I was. Uh, And so it kind of was like a blanket for me to kind of protect me and gave the excuse for me to understand that. And it's taken, it's it's been pretty crazy as I've kind of gone through the past two years of of taking off some of this weight to, to think about that.
1: You talk about the blanket kind of thing. And we've had a lot of guys on the program over the last couple of years or so that have gone through that similar thing. Um, Was that a, did you find that it actually helped you handle day-to-day life, so to speak, at that age? I mean, did you, did you really find comfort in it or were you kind of contradicted between eat more, but then can't really be who I want and
3: you know all right (laughs) yeah Jim there was never a point where I was happy about it growing up and and I know it sounds so weird to say that because I was doing it to myself right I I was using it as that protection for me Mm -hmm. um, but I hated every moment of it all I wanted was that acceptance right but when you're you're going through such bullying and and it it really is a real thing for people out there that don't don't really understand that bullying is is crazy and it's funny to hear so much of this anti-bullying growing up. I wish it was there 20 years ago, 30, actually more like 30 years ago when I was going through it. Um, but at, at the time of putting on this way to protect myself and give myself the excuse on why people were being mean to me, all I wanted to do was be smaller and be accepted. So it's, it's such a double-edged sword that you're, you're fighting with yourself through it. So, yeah. Yeah,
0: that the, the fighting through the bullying is, is something most fat kids or, uh, you know, or, or heck, most kids, for that matter, deal with on some level, unless you're, you know, amazingly graced with, like, being the popular kid all the way through, you're going to deal with bullying on some level. But unfortunately, fat kids, outcasts, geeks like myself, we dealt with it probably more than, than some others. And and it's, uh, it's hard to deal with that sometimes. Uh, so let's talk about the that that crucial moment that that moment where things started to come into alignment and you realize that change needed to happen what was that moment what you know walking up to it kind of what was leading into feeding the fire of i need to make some changes
3: yeah chris i would say i've had so many of those moments throughout my life uh and uh i'll I went through my life where I uh, when we were living down in Florida, we would have family come down and we rent pontoon boats. And if anybody knows a pontoon boat, you can drive it right up on the beach and you can then push off and kind of go out and it's like a big party boat, right? It's a great time. Uh, so we lived right on the the Gulf Coast of Florida, right in Fort Myers, and we would take it off the the coast and my mom and my sister were down visiting one time and we picked up on Doomboat and we kept getting pushed back off the waves. We couldn't get the propeller to not get stuck in the sand. So I had my sister put the boat in low gear and I pushed it off and then I went to climb up that ladder and I could feel the ladder and see the ladder starting to pull off. I went to get down and I slipped and I came down on the propeller and I got caught up by that. You would think that me laying there on my beach trying to to survive that would have been the the same in grace but that wasn't one of them Uh, I lost my best friend a few uh, before that that could have been the time it was kind of interesting in how long it took I'm 40 now and two years ago uh, it was about two weeks before my 30th 30th birthday and I was helping my brother-in-law carry a couch that he was taking from us and I was holding uh, the recliner aside and we went through, through the door and I turned and I ended up pulling and hearing a snap in my right arm. And what had happened is I went to the the clinic the next day. They told me they wanted me to go get an x-ray and found out that I had ruptured my bicep tendon. So my bicep snapped at my elbow and rolled up to my shoulder. And I had to have surgery on that to get that done. And so I'm sitting there for the next two weeks, kind of in a a, a brace, and they tell me I'm going to be laid up for about another four to six months, kind of as I'm rehabbing two weeks later, I turned 38. And it kind of hit me that morning that I had outlived my dad, right? So my dad died when he was 37. I had turned 38. And I was sitting there with a ruptured bicep tendon. And I was like, all right, this is going to be my last excuse. I have a pretty awesome life after all the stuff that I've gone through. I'm married to my amazing wife. I have a great job, great house. I didn't have anything to complain about anymore. And I was like, I don't want this to end, right? Like all the other times that i thought about wanting to make that change, I was doing it because I didn't want to leave my wife stranded. And I had tried it so many times in the past, or I, I was doing it because I didn't want to disappoint everybody, or I was doing it because I thought it might get me accepted, right? And those never came through. I never stuck to that. But this time I realized I wanted to keep waking up every morning and it wasn't going to happen with where I was. And so I said to myself, I was going to take the time from that time, my, my birthday, until the last day I completed my rehab to figure out what I was going to do. And I didn't know how much I weighed. I, I just, that was one of those things you didn't really do. And when I had to go to the doctor, the scale there couldn't weigh me. So I would just say to them, they would say, how much do you think you weigh? Or do you know what you weigh? I'd make up a number that I thought was reasonable while they would look at me and be like, eh, maybe not. right?" But it was an acceptable one that they wouldn't question it. Um, and I started researching what I could do. And I, I'm not a, a big social media user. So I went on YouTube and I was like, what about guys who have lost 100 pounds? Let me find that. Because if I can lose 100 pounds, I think I'll be pretty happy. And I ended up coming across um, the keto guy, Reed. I think you guys have uh, seen some posts from him in the group before. Uh, and he had lost, I think at the time I saw his videos, he had lost about 135 pounds. He was a bigger guy. He didn't want to get super small. I was like, I think that's what I want to do. And I started looking at what he was doing. He's like, all right. So I do this thing called keto. I was like, all right. I started to hear about it a little bit. And I was like, I think I can do this. And so from when I hurt my for my birthday until January 8th, which was my last day of rehab, I got cleared to do anything I needed to after that. I took that time to research, learned about keto figured out how I was going to go about it. And then January 9th, 2000, what was it be? 2018? Yeah, 2018 was the, no, 2019 was the last day I had uh, any carbs or sugar from then till now. And so it's been just over two years for that. And that was kind of my main point into into trying this and making that change.
2: That's actually really interesting because most people, like, like you, you actually prepared and scheduled and like picked a date and then, then just went for it, which, uh, which seems very unusual for most people, most people the dad a little bit, they bounced back and forth. Even like I spent a couple of weeks tapering in, but uh, it sounds like you got your head right in the very beginning. It didn't just dive in and kind of let it sort itself out as you were swimming.
3: Yeah. I, um, I looked at it as I didn't have the opportunity to try it out anymore. Um, and I, I spent so much time figuring out. So I guess I, I kind of got the luxury of giving myself that last excuse of, I have to heal before I'll start, where I could have started beforehand, but I didn't. But I was able to digest so much information on what to expect. Would I go through the keto flu? What did I really have to do? What was a realistic time frame to give myself? So I didn't have the opportunity, or I had the opportunity not to have to... Um, kind of look at the stumbles that you might feel along the way, I was prepared for them. And I think that's what helped me um, not kind of say, oh, I don't feel great. Let me have some carbs to feel better.
1: So Jason, you, in all this research and everything, why did keto seem to be the right thing for you? Yeah, And I'm going to follow up with something after that.
3: Okay. Uh, Keto for me, so what I have found is people who were at the weight I was and the size why I was, they were seeing early results fast. And through all the things I had tried before, I wasn't seeing quick results. I needed my first week to be 10 pounds or else I wasn't going to be motivated. I needed to feel the difference early. And that's kind of what it saw for me and kind of been that benefit. And I also, I had tried everything and it didn't work. So, I I figured, why couldn't this work? Um, And so many people, you were seeing so many people do it. Like, I know it wasn't super popular at the time, but when you see the people that were my size kind of doing it, it made sense. Hey there, a quick
0: interruption and we'll get you right back to the show. Are you to the point in your journey where you need a bit more information to help you further refine your day-to-day or improve your overall health? Have you ever wondered specifically how your body reacts to different food or drink items like non-caloric sweeteners or different keto-friendly items or carbs? Now you can get that information. We recently chatted with the good folks at NutriSense about their continuous glucose monitor setup and application. They provide not only a device, but an app and the support from nutritional professionals who can help you understand the data that you're receiving from the sensor. These pain-free two-week sensors give you 24-7 data tracking your glucose response so you can see what's going on inside in near real time. If you'd like to try it out and sign up for a plan, you can do so through our website, TheKidomansClub.com and find the option for NutriSense. Use discount code TKMC25 at checkout and you'll get $25 $25 off the first month of your non-trial plan when you sign up. I personally found the information I got from the CGM and the Nutrisense system invaluable, and I believe you will too. Now back to our show.
1: So when you started Keto then, how easy was it to shift gears into it? Was it was your planning enough that you were prepared for the change?
3: Uh, for me, yeah. Um... I I knew going in that I would probably feel crummy. Uh, I luckily didn't get that much keto flu. At least if you ask me, I didn't get that much keto flu. But if you ask my wife, she probably would tell you I was cranky. I remember her telling me I was uh, short and cranky for a little bit. Uh, but I didn't get like a bug feeling. The the thing I did have to my wife had some concerns. Um, I think you've talked about this so many times on, on the podcast is people who don't understand it and you tell them, that you're going to start eating more fat and not eat carbs. There's so many people that have like concerns. And uh, my wife has been on board from day one. Her one ask is that I start going to see the doctor right away. So uh, my, I told her the beginning of January I was going to do it. I scheduled a doctor's appointment for the beginning of February to get sure that everything was signed off and, and got my doctor's blessing from the beginning. So yeah, it, it, it wasn't a challenge for me because I was able to prepare.
1: Good man. What resources did
0: you find most helpful early on?
3: Uh so a lot of mine was YouTube. Um just because that's what was easy for me. So uh following the keto guy, I followed I did a lot of watching of uh Dr. Berg and Tim Berry uh to kind of find out from stuff on there and then probably just googling. I, I I didn't dig super deep into things. Until as I kind of started seeing that progress, and that's when I started to identify and, and look at opportunity, and kind of incorporate fasting and things like that into things, and and kind of seeing things from from Doctor Fung and and that kind of stuff. But a lot, a lot of YouTube.
2: So we're so you were doing this as you were kind of laid up, is that right? Uh, I was doing a lot of the research as I was laid up. Yeah, it was well, because it, it was a bicep, so I mean, like you could still like do stuff like, but you weren't like laid up in a hospital bed or anything like that. You were just rehabbing from a, from a torn bicep, right?
3: Yeah. But I was, I was huge and wanted to give myself as many excuses as possible. Right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, that's not the right? answer I was expecting. But that's the answer I appreciate. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I'm hundred percent honest. And, and it, it's, there was no, it's so funny. I, I don't consider when people ask me like, Oh, how much better do you feel? Uh, I feel so much better, but at the time I didn't realize I didn't feel that crappy. So I was laid up with my arm. Yeah, I could have walked. I could have stopped eating. I could have done everything, but it was still just an excuse to give myself a little bit more time. Gotcha. So, uh,
2: and I know you got a post about this. I'm sure you got the numbers handy. So from from uh, starting keto to where you sit now, uh, how much weight have you lost? And just tell everyone how long it's been again.
3: Yeah. So uh, I started January ninth, two thousand nineteen and uh i estimate my weight at 475 so i, I went on amazon i ordered a scale it went up to 450 and i was like this is going to be fine I'll, I'll that will cover me uh of course the first time i get on it i get an error message and so it took me the first week to get down there so i i say 475 because i also wasn't at my biggest on on that day one uh so it was just—it's now just over two years, and on my two-year mark, I had lost 238 pounds, and I sit currently at 236 pounds. So I've lost just over half of me, based on. And that. how tall are you? Six foot. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> do people even know you? I mean, and I, um, I, I mean, honestly, in two years' time, people that you haven't seen for a while—do they even recognize you? Because you said earlier you've always been a big guy.
3: Jim, there's going to be, so it's funny. Do people even know me? I, uh, it's COVID. I haven't seen a lot of people to know Uh, know me. Uh, I've had a couple of run-ins. So we moved, um, from, since I started, but we're sitting in the same town. And I saw my neighbor when I was like 120 pounds down at the grocery store. And I had my mask on and I had to take my mask down and it took him a minute to recognize me. Um, my best friend growing up uh this past summer we went to visit them and did an outdoor hang and i was we hadn't seen each other for a while and i was like hey let's let's get together let's hang out outside and when i got there and he looked at me i i didn't say anything because it just was it didn't come up right away and then he just looks at me and he's like are you sick or something he's like how is this happening how have you done this And I had the opportunity to kind of talk to him about it. And it's just so funny. Now I talk to him. So he's been in bodybuilding most of his life. And so now we're we're talking about things a lot differently, which is kind of fun. But uh, it will be interesting once we get back to a world where we're able to see people that who recognizes me because I don't post a lot about it. I'm not big on social media. I did throw one thing on my Facebook when I hit 200 pounds down, but that was it.
1: And I hope that people celebrated that.
3: Oh, absolutely. I, okay. I, nothing but success. Nah, nothing okay. but support. Yeah. Every, everyone's been, everyone in my life has been so amazing about this. And it's so funny. You hear the people that say, they're so happy. I finally did this. And, uh, they're, they're so happy. I was able to, to make this happen and that you, you realize that there was probably more people there for you than, than you realize throughout your life.
0: So, um, uh... So that that's an interesting point that has been pointed out, I, I believe, by Gourmet and a few of uh, the others that got into the truly morbidly obese, you know, realm that people all of a sudden are exclaiming and saying, oh, I'm so glad that you took care. You know, like, where were you before? Why didn't you say something? Did you what's been your point of view on some of that? So I
3: uh, I don't fault anybody for not saying anything. Um I- What do you, what, what do you say to somebody that you see that's going through that? And it's funny, as I look back at things, people did make comments in their own way. And I just didn't want to hear them. Um, Whether, whether they were blatantly obvious or they were trying to do it in a way not to insult you, they they would say things. And I would just be like, yeah, I get it. I get it. Or however I wanted to dismiss it at the time. Um, But it was there maybe not as grab you and shake you and say what the hell are you doing but also that's not that's a weird situation to put them in right they they don't know how to handle that
0: well i i've I, i've had the times whenever i'm looking like i'm walking through the grocery store and i see a person that looks a lot like i did at my heaviest and i'm go and i look at their cart contents and i see my cart contents several years ago and i'm going Yeah, I don't know them. I can't say anything to them. But I really want to get up in their face and tell them that they don't have to settle for X, Y, and Z. And so it really is a hard thing, um, because you want to try to find a way to do it. But at the same time, it's just like... It's a
2: fine line. Oh, yeah. A really, <laughs> yeah. really fine
0: line. Yeah. Very. Well, oh, and there's a reason that we have a podcast. I started, the, yeah. you know, I started the idea of this podcast. And I, I'm like, I have to say something. I've learned too much. I have to put it out there in the world somehow. <laughs> uh, you know, and so I, I floated the idea and Berto and Jim joined me on it. And it's been an adventure ever since. But, you know, it's just, um, yeah, it, it, it's it is a very fine line, and and we we do we run into these people every single day. I, I like I want I will probably have to make the shirt sometime. I have lost and then fill in your own, you know, blank uh, x <laughs> amount of weight. Ask me how, you know, you know, without it being like selling a product because that's of course the the, the last thing that we want. Uh, but that's, a, that's
2: actually a really good idea. <laughs> I like that idea a <laughs> lot.
1: Yeah, I want to throw one thing in here also, though, real quick, is that, you know, Jason, you said that earlier that you were talking about how your life was dictated about by your weight, the car that you drove, where you went to dinner and everything. You could talk to people and we could all talk to people and tell them, you know, you're doing something wrong or whatever. But it took you a specific moment in your life to make the change. It wasn't the fact that you had to push the seat all the way back from the steering wheel to drive. It wasn't the fact that you had to find a table that you could scoot the chair all the way back so you could be comfortable and sit. That wasn't it. It was when the bicep tear and your father's age and your age and all of those things that all came to bed together at the right time. And I think that's one of the challenges is that we we can all lead the horse to water, but we can't make him drink it. Yeah, and you so- finally got to the water that moment lifting the furniture.
3: Yeah, it's pretty incredible. So and Chris, your, your story about the grocery store, that literally happened to me today. I walked out of the grocery store to my wife and I was like, I just saw this guy. We watched him walk in and you could just tell he was in pain. And as I was checking out, he was buying 20 hungry man dinners. And I was just like, oh, I so would love to say something to that man. And I think about the time that if I would have been that person, what would I have heard? I would have, Probably told you to go F off, right? Probably. Like, who are you to, you don't know my situation? You don't know what I'm going through, and 100% right. And like, we've been all, we're all in the situation where we've lost weight and we want to be the person who goes out and screams to everybody. It's so possible. You can go do this. It's funny. I find myself, it's all I talk about now because it's all, especially with COVID going on, it's all I live, right? Like, this is the majority of what I spend my time thinking about other than work. But he wouldn't have wanted to hurt it. So when you say, Jim, you need that moment, I think you need that moment. But having this and what you guys are putting together here, and when I found the group, I think it's fantastic um, because – it gives people the resources and the tools. You asked before, what are the resources? It gives somebody hope when they go out there and they find it. Somebody who was in my situation, you felt so hopeless. So for me, finding Reed, the keto guy, and I've messaged him and I was like, if it wasn't for you, I don't know if I would have been able to do it because I needed to see somebody who I could look at and say, hey, they did this. I can do that. Where, And and I think, Jim, you kind of said it when you started the group, you did it because there's not a lot of stuff out there for guys who need to to kind of go through this. Um mm-hmm. and so, yeah, I would love to shake everybody. I love the idea of the shirt because maybe that will get the one person that that is ready to hear something, that person to ask.
1: I just when you said the thing about the table earlier, I have this image in my mind, a uh, totally true story. There was a guy that um my dad went to high school with who they were both police officers in our community and um, this guy became enormous, like probably 500 pounds at least. And he was a police officer. And I remember as a kid, there was this little greasy spoon diner that treated the police just awesome and, you know, free meal a night if you worked or whatever kind of thing. And I remember going with my dad once and saw this guy with his wife and they were in a booth. I was probably seven or eight years old. So I I knew, but you know, whatever. They were in a booth And the booth was pushed all the way to the other bench, the back of the bench across from them because he was so large. And he had like, no joke, like six, seven plates in front of him full of food. And his wife was built like olive oil and just this tiny little skinny woman. And she had a bowl of oatmeal. And I just, I thought to myself, like, you know, and I was, I got third grade fat kid syndrome for the rest of my life, I admit it. And, but I remember looking at this and like, there, there's a stopping point. There's a point where you say, no, this is too much. And the gluttony in front of me was just, I mean, it stuck with me for 30 plus years at this point. And, you know, even when I've had weight challenges and still do and all that other stuff, I mean, there's, there's points where like, "Mm, no, I no, this is enough. I can't do this. So it's just funny how we all have our different ways of hitting that point or seeing people who hit that point. And like you said, you know, you want to go up and talk to the guy with the 20 hungry man dinners in his, uh, cart, but then you also have to wonder, like this guy may not be able to afford anything else. He may not, and he may not get the idea that real food can be real food and good for you and everything. So I don't try to defend it, but I just, I, there's just so much, there's so many things around it that impact it, that it's just mind boggling at times. I don't know. I'm off my soapbox. Sorry. (laughs) That's a good soapbox. That's your philosophy of the day.
0: (laughs) Yeah, that's a good soapbox.
1: So talk
0: to us a little bit, Jason, about um, fitness, what you've done on a physical level um, during this time, uh, workout routines. Have you done, if anything, uh, obviously with with COVID, there may be restrictions in the area that have kept you out of a gym, but what have you done to be or get active?
3: Yeah, so... When I first started, um, I didn't do anything. I I literally just started eating keto and watching the weight come off for probably the first month. And then I was like, wow, this is is pretty amazing. What if I started doing more? And I'm a pretty early riser, so I'm usually up by like five o'clock in the morning. And our old house, we used to have just a big loop that I could make through my kitchen, living room, dining room area. And I just would get up and I would walk in circles around that because, when you're, when you're that heavy, the last thing you want to do is go and have anybody see you do any physical activity outside because you think you're being judged, even though nobody cares. I promise anybody that is starting to do any kind of physical activity, nobody cares. Nobody's going to judge you or they shouldn't. And if they do, who cares? Uh, but I just started walking around this lap. And then I was like, all right, what else can I do? I grabbed, I had this Bluetooth UE Megaboom speaker and I would just start swinging it from hand to hand and started moving it that way. And then I started getting more and more comfortable with that. And then I just added more and more walking. I would start taking, we have two small dogs. I would take them for walks every day and then in the morning. And then it got up to taking for about three miles a morning. uh, And I was doing that for a while. And then it started getting uh, cold. So I kind of tapered that back. And at the same time, I started um, amping up some weightlifting. And because I never i started to notice as I was looking at my body change that I was getting like, some slopey shoulders. And I didn't really want to have that look. Uh, So I started thinking about how I could do some weightlifting. I went back to my good friend YouTube and started looking at what are some of the weightlifting exercises I can do. I was going for the gym for a little bit um, and I just kind of was doing uh, workouts that I was seeing on YouTube, focusing on upper body for the most part with some lower body uh, adaptations and then as COVID happened and gym started to shut down, I got, uh, just dumbbells and I've been doing everything at home pretty much with dumbbells. Since I went to, I've been having some good talks with my friend who's been into bodybuilding and he's helping me adjust kind of what I'm doing for my sets. And now I do, uh, six days a week working out and I kind of do a upper body, lower body split. So Monday, Wednesday, Friday, I focus on upper body and then, uh, Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday I work on core and um core and legs and I'll do that um uh, and I do and plus I then try to make sure I always hit at least 10,000 steps a day just from walking. So for work, I work from home now. I have a, a sit stand desk so I stand all day and I just kind of work in front of that just trying to stay moving. But for weight loss itself, you don't really need to do too much exercise. It makes you feel better, but then it also helps you with kind of that body composition. Mm-hmm. Totally. So, and that's kind of, when I just, I just, weights have been hard to get. I just got a, a barbell. So I'm going to start incorporating that. I'm pretty excited.
1: You need to hang out with our uh, buddy. J, is it JJ who has the mace? Yep.
3: Yes. Yeah. I heard that episode.
1: Yeah. he He's all in, by the way, can, can I just throw in as a side note here? Have you listened to every episode of the podcast? Because I'm um, loving the fact that you've picked up on several things and others. And I'm kind of freaked out now. Like, what have we said about ourselves that you know that we don't remember? I,
3: I think I'm caught up on pretty much all of them.
1: Oh, my yeah. gosh. That's our new T-shirt. Yeah. I listen to every episode of the Keto Man's podcast. <laughs>
2: and I lost X amount of pounds.
1: <laughs> For every five pounds you lose, you get to listen to an episode. Um, no, that's awesome, man. Much appreciated. Yeah. So, how has the weight loss impacted your relationship with your wife? And I'm not going to pry unless she, you you go as deep as you want to go.
3: Uh, I'll tell you, for anybody who's going through it, it's way better, right? Uh, it's it's way better in, in every facet um, from what you're implying. That's way better, but just the I actually didn't know. mean to
1: imply it, but once I said <laughs> it, I'm like, oh, that went the I'll wrong way.
3: Show a minute too. Don't worry, Jim.
1: Uh,
3: no, but so my wife has gone through her own journey as well, and uh, I've always my. You talk about relationship my, and my and burdens that you put on yourself that I didn't that I didn't need to. Is I felt like I was holding her back so often, um, just from being able to do things. Right, there were so many things that we just couldn't do um, from. We like to travel, but we could only travel certain places. I would only fly JetBlue because I felt like I could comfortably fly there, uh, even though I needed the seatbelt extender. Um, my wife lived in Germany. She was a, an army kid growing up, and she lived in Germany for several years, and we wanted to take a trip back out there. So now we're in the process. Once we get through COVID, we're going to do that. And we're just going to start be able to experience life a lot more. Uh, it was the... Was, when did COVID hit? 20. So October mm-hmm. 19, uh, we took a trip out to Vegas and we rented a car and we went out to the Grand Canyon. And this was one of the most amazing experiences I was able to do. So when we got there, I had just hit uh, 300 pounds. And we were able to get a helicopter because the weight limit per person was 300 pounds a person. We were able to take a helicopter down into the uh, bottom of the Grand Canyon. And it was such a, a moving experience for me, not because I was able to go into the Grand Canyon, but being able to get on this helicopter and do this with her. Uh, it just, it, it's made, we've been together a long, long time. 2005? Yeah, 2005. Um, but being able to ex- have these experiences together is bringing us even closer together. and. It, it, it was so amazing. So for my 40th birthday this past year, she saw how much that impacted me, and she actually got me a, a helicopter ride over Boston, which was pretty awesome. And uh, we, I know, you, I think you said Gormy has talked a little bit about this, but the mental games that plays for you when you when you think about doing things still screw me up. So we walked up to this helicopter and I looked at the door to get in and I had a super little mini anxiety attack in my head on whether I was going to be able to get into this helicopter because the space to get in wasn't super big. And I was, I was able to hop in no problems, but for that moment, it was just crushing. And I was able to experience, share that experience with her and it, her now hearing the struggle I was going through. It, it's definitely making her realize, uh, how close we we really are and and making me realize that it's a it's good stuff my friend it's very very good stuff i couldn't couldn't have done this without her it's uh she's she's been my rock throughout and she's the one who's encouraged me so she made me go to the doctor right in the beginning and and made sure i was having i set up uh three month checkups with my doctor throughout the first year and probably a year and a half of going through this at her request uh making sure that I was healthy enough to start this, but that it would be a healthy way of doing it. So she's, uh, she's been pretty amazing.
2: No, that's great to hear. Uh, we yeah. also hear from a lot of guys, a lot of people in general, just you know, when there's a diet change, but the spouse isn't down with the diet change or just not supportive or it's just not her thing, that they can get obviously it, incredibly stressful. So the fact that you've just got your back, which I'm not saying it's, it's, it's not unusual, there's a pl- plenty of people whose spouses have their backs as well, but it's, it's nice to hear. Uh, the positive impact that's had on your success and everything you've been able to accomplish, you know, that's, that's really cool, man. Yeah. Thanks. So just to, to, to make Jim happy here, I noticed in one of your posts that you said you found the group through the podcast, which yeah. begs the question, how did you find the podcast?
3: So I found the podcast through uh, Gourmet's fat guy forum podcast. So I think you guys did a, a crossover where you were, had him on and, I think you guys aired it back and forth. Uh and so I heard that and then I was like, oh, let me check out more of these. And I came over and I started catching up on uh your guys' library. And I was like, Well, hey, I better uh I better join this group because that's where I'm obviously missing this community. I didn't have I, I had spent so much time kind of just doing this on my own or watching some YouTube stuff, but I uh I didn't have the the community sense that that you guys have brought this, and I think it's been great. So I've shared a couple of times on the group, and every time I do, I get messages from guys asking me questions on how I did it and their struggles and and how I kind of worked my way through those. So anything I can do to help, share, I'm I'm happy to.
1: Well, you know, we kind of we almost need to do like a um, old f- uh, Friday night ABC TV, you know, must see thing like we us and. Gourmet, others out there, like we all need to have like our own little show after show after show kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Just dial in and listen to us for two hours. T- and... T-
0: TGIF. That's it. Yeah. 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 T-GIF. <laughs> yes.
1: Yes. Yes, we'll get some Urkel mixed in, and wow. a very special episode of Full House, and all that kind of stuff. <laughs> <laughs> it would be one Full House. Uh,
2: <laughs> well, oh um, oh, that's yeah. that it's funny, I, I think we've all discovered that every road leads back to Gormy. It really, ways, <laughs> yes, it's yeah, he,
0: he's got a, a, an awesome reach, and he, his story, and and his uh, his message is getting out there and changing the world, and. and I'm I know that all of us are blessed to have him as as a friend and someone that we can that we can call on and and lean on and get information from and, and all of that. So he he's good people for sure and I'm glad that he's out there doing what he's doing. Um it's good stuff both for himself and for everybody else. Um, that's been great. Well, Jason, uh, let's get into some favorite foods as we uh, dig in. Of course, steak is off the table because we already know that that's one of the favorites. So, what else is your go-to?
3: So, for me, I'm I'm not from Texas. I, I know you guys usually get most people on your show from Texas, but I. Uh, <laughs> so, I've had brisket only a handful of times in my life, but for me, it's it's either going to be buffalo wings or burgers. Um, I'm a, I'm a big fan of five guys. So, uh, anytime I don't feel like cooking, that's my go-to. I have my very specific five guys. That is, uh, my local chain. My wife actually wrote them and told them about my weight loss. And they gave me a hat, a t-shirt and some gift cards to get with, when I hit my 200 pounds, they gave me a $200 gift card, one pound for every, uh, or oh $1 gosh. for every pound so cool. I lost. Yeah. It's pretty amazing. So everyone go support your local five guys. If you're on keto, it's, it's great
2: very
3: nice that's awesome yeah yeah
0: absolutely very cool so yeah that's a a great go-to
1: is there anything that you food wise still struggle with jason
3: now that it's been two years yeah so for me i would say one of my biggest go-tos uh was coke zero cherry coke zero i loved soda and i've pretty much tried to give it up as much as possible. I haven't had, I haven't had cherry Coke or, or Coke zero of any kind in, in over two years. Um, but I found Zevia and mm. I love it. It's great. Dr. Zevia. I gotta, I gotta love, uh, my Dr. Pepper mix, but it definitely stalls me out if I have too much of it, uh, especially when I look at it in my fasting windows. So I do pretty much OMAD, especially during the week, weekends, I'll eat usually within like a four hour window. Uh, but, as I was kind of learning about fasting i I didn't think about the fact of drinking something with flavor in it, and I was drinking a ton of ZD and I had a stall for for a good four to six weeks where I just couldn't keep it going and um I had to make sure I cut that out and then the other one that's a big one for me and, and throughout my whole life has always been ice cream, and I have to be careful with the rebel ice cream I love it but if I have it in the fridge, uh, I, I'll eat it every day. So there's no buying cases for me. I make it as a special trip to the grocery store to get it. So I only have it when I need it.
1: One last thing I want to ask you, Jason, um, because this was actually posted in our 101 Club a little bit ago. And As you started on this, where did you see the impact? Because you said you had bought the scale. Did you yeah. see scale numbers drop more or did you see close Belt notches, things like that. What was more of the telling part that there was a change happening in your body?
3: So, first one was the scale um, early on because I just dropped probably a bunch of water weight. Looking at it now, right? I, I think I lost enough to get on the scale, and then the week after that, I think I dropped like another ten pounds or so, like that. Um, but definitely, as I've kind of moved along, it's been those non-scale things that have done it. So it's kind of the the shirt sizes and clothes um i keep one set actually i keep one outfit that i had before and i posted that on the excuse me on the group um and then i keep one shirt that was i used as my original goal shirt so i'd ordered a uh shirt years ago a 5x red sock shirt i couldn't wait for it to come in because it was so hard to find clothes that would fit me i had to shop at the the dxl right I'm, i'm sure most people know the dxl um and I had my, my uniform, right? So I had a, a blue polo that I would wear all the time, a Harbor Bay polo. That was my uniform that I, because it fit me. And I thought it made me look decent looking at these pictures. I'm like, holy crap. And it uh, did me no favors. Um, but I remember when I was able to get into that Red Sox jersey that I had ordered, I was super psyched about that. And then I, I was like, well, I'm going to start doing this a little bit differently. I'm going to start buying a size down. From the clothes I need i 'm going to get one shirt once I get into that shirt i 'll buy one shirt again that 's a size down as I buy a couple more and i 've kind of been able to progress all the way down through that. so I started at like a, a six seven x I would probably buy a, a seven x hoping that it would shrink in the wash a little bit and then it would be a six because that 's how things happened back then um, and now i 've moved down to an XL so that 's been a big one and then I had a, a belt that i didn't do notches because those would stretch out and then i'd have to buy new belts so i'd buy one of those belts that were like the ratchet belts and that would like Mm -hmm. kind of click into place and i could snip off pieces. i wish i saved the pieces that i would snip off but i was always excited when i could snip off a little bit more of my belt and then the the big one i was funny i was talking to my wife about this one today um wearing my pants differently this isn't something that everyone kind of probably realizes. So when you're super heavy and you have the the stomach, you either have to make the decision to wear your, st- your pants over your stomach or under your stomach. And I was always an under stomach guy and I would stretch my shirt to make sure that it was covering down over my stomach. And when I was able to make the switch up to over the stomach, that was kind of a big deal for me. And that's actually next week, it's going to change a little bit more. So, yeah.
0: so that, that kind of leads us directly into another follow-up to that. And that's you know, when you've lost as much weight as you have, there's usually a loose skin issue, kind of like what we were seeing with my, my shout out earlier today. Yeah. Um, what's been your experience with that has, uh, has your intermittent fasting been helpful in that area? And what types of things are you doing with, uh, with clothing items that you're choosing to try to help with, with, uh, managing that so that you're not at least uncomfortable.
3: Yeah. So, um, I definitely have some loose skin. So my stomach, especially, um, I definitely have that, the panis, they call it, right? So my stomach still hangs over. Um, my chest has some loose skin and then my thighs and a little bit in my arms. So I actually posted a photo where you could probably see a little bit of my arms. If anybody goes back to look at that, but my arms are actually the least thing that I'm concerned about. Um, so, it's definitely something to deal with uh, for clothing. I, I'm a, a, a shorts all year round kind of guy. So um, especially now that we're in a COVID world, I buy shorts that are uh, gym shorts so I can pull them up over it. So that's not a problem. Um, and now I've, I've lost so much weight that it's even a little bit comfortable in jeans to kind of put it inside, which is nice. Um, I know a lot of people will do compression, short, uh, compression tops or shorts. I haven't really worried about that one. I do have compression shorts that I'll wear if I want to do any kind of um, running to help with my thighs because there's some movement there. Um, So you make it work, and everyone has to make the decision for themselves on how they want to handle it. I actually go; uh, it's a week from Wednesday. I'm scheduled to go and have some of my skin taken off. So on the third, yeah. They uh,
0: when you when you said that's going to change, I was like, ooh, ooh, this is leading (laughs) to something juicy. Uh, Yeah, yeah. I I think that's a, a becoming a more and more common thing that, 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 uh, I, I think we are probably more aware of it because of being in a men's group, but, um, it, it, it's not something you see in guys a lot. You see it in women more often, but I think more, more men that like you have lost half of themselves or, you know, a, a half of their previous selves, previous selves, you have to have a little help. And, yeah. uh, yeah, we, we definitely, uh, we see that a little bit more. And, and so please, please share what the experience is like because I, I'm sure that there's other guys out there that are like, okay, what do I need to do? What can I do? You know, all of that stuff. Um,
2: Dan, we, we had one guy in the group and I don't know who, I don't remember who he was. Like he, he only posted like once or twice. And one of it was like the pictures that he had shortly after he had skin removal surgery. And this guy was super open about it, answered everybody's questions. I asked a few Mark. questions and then like, no, 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 this was. No? long before Mark. Oh, okay and like and, and uh and yeah the guy had like one or two posts and answered a bunch of everybody's questions and then just kind of faded away
3: yeah um for me it really just came down to um movement right so uh i will never run comfortably if i don't do it right so i've lost 240 pounds and there's no way to uh deny that you're going to have a, a Really good amount of loose skin, right? So it's. I made the decision early on that, um, kind of probably three months into my journey, and I kind of was seeing research and doing research and seeing that people were talking about what they were gonna, like having loose skin. So I, I started the conversation early with my doctor, um, and I just said to her, "I was like, I'm going to need your help, kind of documenting this because uh, I'm I'm frugal, right? So I wanted to try to get insurance to pay for it." Um, So I wanted her to kind of help me with that case. And when it wouldn't have mattered if I needed her help or not, when you have skin like this, they're going to cover at least the, Mm -hmm. the 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 which is your stomach kind of like a tummy tuck without tightening anything. Um, But she worked with me. She started me seeing referrals out to the plastic surgeon. As soon as we got to the point that we were able to do that, uh, it's been a really simple process as, as easy as it could be. So I, Schedule appointment. I went out to see the plastic surgeon. You see, uh, I saw a nurse practitioner the first time. They have you take some photos. They have you kind of lift it up, smoosh it around. They ask you questions about how it's impacting your life, whether it's um, making it hindering movement or is it causing you any pain? and you just kind of you try to be as honest as you can with them. But yeah, it's it's definitely just a, a posture pull for me at this point, right? So I'm I'm used to carrying weight over. So I I still kind of walk a little bit more in the front end and kind of lean over. So I'm doing a lot to try to correct my posture with that. Um, but then you just do a, a couple other appointments and you get it approved and then they just start kind of get the ball rolling. So I've only had, I think, four appointments with the whole thing. I go to uh umass medical up here but i'm sure any hospital is really good about it and they they take you your pictures and then they come in and they kind of show you how it's going to be and what it's going to line up and and kind of how that process is going to be um and they go through the the rehab so the rehab should be pretty straightforward for me so uh it's it's all really we say cosmetic but it's more than that because your body needs it for the movement but it's just superficial, right? So it's just skin. So they're not getting any, any, into any kind of internal organs. So I'm kind of looking at my rehab should be about six to eight weeks total, but after two weeks, I should be pretty free to start moving. And I'm having my, my stomach and chest done to kind of give me that mobility yeah. factor.
0: Yeah. I know whenever I try to do any type of running, uh, it, it becomes uncomfortable when what belly I have starts bouncing. And so I usually will wear some type of compression shirt or something to help reduce it a little. It doesn't take it away, unfortunately, unless I wear something really, really compressed. And I don't have anything that that's, that's a, that strong. But uh, it's it for for folks like yourself, it, I, I think that it's completely reasonable and and probably necessary. Um, our friend John Oakes, he probably well he he's talked about it before. At some point in time, he's going to have to have skin removal surgery because he's just that big of a man and he's going to lose a lot more weight. He's already doing some amazing stuff uh, lately and continuing to do um, to to do that work. So um, it's a tool in the toolbox and sometimes we've got to use it and that's a good thing. Um, Okay. Well, uh, we have used up much more of your time than we had planned on. So thank you so much for, for working with us. What, uh, how can people best get in contact with you? Is it just mainly on the Facebook group or do you have an Instagram or anything?
3: Uh no yeah facebook works right so facebook's uh the the good place for to reach out to me and i've had people do it so far uh so keep doing it okay very cool
0: um awesome any other questions before i go through closing business
2: um, i think we're good man thank you for being so open and honest and gracious and uh, if if you decide you want to be open and honest when you have your surgery and want to come back on let us know no shortage of people that ask a ton of questions about it. And I'm sure we can open it up to a really big conversation if you're willing.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. I, uh, I have not been shy about anything so far, so why not keep it rolling?
2: Very cool. Good man. Yep, yep.
0: Absolutely. Okay. Well, uh reminder to our listeners, uh, make sure to, um, Make sure to subscribe to the podcast um, on whatever podcast platform that you're on. Go to our YouTube, subscribe there so you can check the videos that are available. And uh, make sure that you share this episode. If you think that Jason's story has been uh, informative and would be beneficial for someone that you know, please get this in front of them. Send send this in a text and say, hey, Jason's story was really inspirational to me or or really helpful to me i think it might be helpful to you and that's a really uh, non-confrontational way to to share uh you know it's like hey you know there's somebody out there i learned something you might learn something too you know and uh get it out there uh because the it's not about jim berto and myself it's it's about jason and the myriads of now that nearly 90 men that we've talked to in one form or another um, where we are just discussing uh, their lives and they're sharing their stories. And it's been our our honor to get to be a platform for that. So, yeah. Um, So do that. Our website, theketomansclub.com and uh, a reminder of our email and the uh, the text or phone voicemail line uh, the email is ketoman's club podcast@gmail.com uh the text or comment line is 512-518-6161 and you can connect with us on Instagram and everything else the links for that are at the website the ketoman's club.com we really appreciate your uh, listening and Jason thank you so much for coming on and, and sharing your story uh, we really Very much appreciate it. Until next week, make sure to eat meat, lift heavy, sleep, and repeat. mansclub.com. you can also follow us on instagram at keto man's club podcast lastly if you have any comments or questions feel free to reach out via email to keto man's club podcast at gmail.com thank you again for joining us today and we look forward to hanging out with you again next week